0: News and Market Commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader, 1220 KDOW.
1: Biggest snowstorm in years is last northeast coast. That's big news, not usually on this show, but this year, I mean, it's 2020 weather forecasts do amount to something. Could be a good thing. And in a fact, that it'll keep people in their apartments, slow the spread of the COVID exposures could be a bad thing for restaurants. I truly believe when it comes to investing that there's no right answers. There's just compromises. And I think that's an exact perfect one that, that, that shows you, like, hey, it's if we can't go out, we'll stay in and keep the infections in our own homes or what have you. But it's going to hurt the restaurants. Who, I will say this, I'm crazy impressed with, in the last year, how we're at least trying to adapt I don't know if we're doing a good job of it or a great job of it, but we're, we're trying. And I, I see a lot of work that Americans have put into putting a piece of plastic in between you and me. We're looking at 2021. We're down to the last two weeks. I think this Friday is my last paycheck of the year. And then it falls into next year, and that's when the 401k resets. I'm just trying to, again, remind you that the calendar tells me, check your 401k. Make sure that you did the way you want it to. So at least next year, you start off on the right foot. The best investment decision I've ever made was maxing out my 401k through the years. Um, I know you're saying, but you own shares of Apple. I do. And that's been a very, very good one. But the most prudent and wisest thing that I've ever done is diversification in my 401k. On a regular basis, throwing cash at it every two weeks. 800-516-1220 to get your calls there. Refinance demand is jumping 105% annually as mortgage rates set 15th record low of 2020. If you have a mortgage that's three and a quarter, you might benefit from a refi. If you have a good loan agent, you may want to go to a 20-year mortgage. If you want to keep the same terms you have, you may benefit. It may be worth taking a look at. Um, I've got a mortgage at 3.37 on a rental property that I'm content with, but I should look. But then I get lazy and I said the word content. Tom Cruise went on an epic rant on a film set of MI6. Um, the, the bad part about that was my spouse had a big crush on Tom Cruise when she was a young girl. And you don't want to see a celebrity doing that. Uh, it's bad for his image. Someone else on the movie set. A producer. A director. Um, a financer. An insurance agent. A doctor. But he was going crazy about wearing masks. <laughs> um, here's the best part of 2021. Or twenty twenty. Peloton has had a great year. Do you remember last year at this time? We were talking that Peloton had a really creepy commercial where a husband gets his wife a Peloton and it's like, hey, look at this great Christmas gift. And she's almost in perfect condition. Every part of her body was was all woman fashion magazine, stunning. Maybe a living barbie. Like it was like and the commercial's like, here, honey, here's what I got you. You should go work out. <laughs> and then COVID hits, and we're like, remember Peloton? That's where you can quit your gym because your gym has people coughing, taking showers. They've got dirty, filthy, nasty showers, uh, locker rooms. They've got towels on the floor. Ooh, gross. The equipment, people are sweating, touching it, and then people come and wipe it off with a towel, and some people don't even use towels and just leave it all uh, covered with sweat. So what what else can we do? And we thought about Peloton. One analyst, and I'm saying it perfect in my opinion, is saying Peloton is up 29% since October 1, and it has soared for the year. So in the shortest of terms, in a quarterly term – monthly term it's having a big move but this year it's having a big move and this is typically the time of the year where we do start paying attention to companies like Peloton because at the end of the year well I've been in all year and I gained weight and my my resolution is to lose 10 pounds this year and I'm going to do it with a COVID uh, with a bicycle what will be interesting is to take a look at Planet Fitness in 2021 why? because that one may reopen we know that Peloton's gonna have more competition because Apple just came up with the what's called Fit Plus. Seems like Apple's trying to use the word plus in their products now as kind of like their shtick. Um, if you take a look at Planet Fitness' stock over the last since October, it's up nineteen percent. So some people are starting to say COVID vaccine, we're gonna probably be getting back to work this time next year. Google has said fall of 2021 is when we probably will let people back in. Some people are there, but you don't have to be there if you don't want to be there. And it kind of plays with the rollout of the vaccine that until I get it, we don't open it back Google is the idea. I'm relatively healthy. I'm relatively quarantined. And probably once I get that shot, I'm going to say to the sugar bugger, should we go get our gym membership back? and we're at a tennis club and like i said it's pretty clean all things considered compared to like a planet fitness and i'm not i'm looking at you planet fitness but there are franchise and operator fitness centers in the united states they operate through three segments um, the franchise e model the corporate owned stores and equipment um, when you take a look at the valuation it's not going to make a lot of sense when you take a look at the 52 week high and 52 week low 52-week high is 88 bucks on Planet Fitness. 52-week low is 23 So it was left for dead. And it's come back. So it's already made a lot of it. Like, for instance, another one that I would look at is Live Nation. This time next year, we should be going to concerts. And I get emails from Live Nation, Ticketmaster. And I'm like, I wonder who's, who's going to be playing. Because let's pretend we have a credit. And, like, I can buy tickets for Bottle Rock next year. And that's not till August, I believe. There's a couple comedy clubs that have announced, but I still until I see Christina Aguilera or Elton John on Live Nation, it's like we're not quite there yet. But we're going to start seeing those populate mid-2021. So Planet Fitness versus Peloton. One minute, ladies and gentlemen, one minute. Uh, that's the world war here. That's the, 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 the battle we, we fight right now on how do we open this up. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at (laughs) robblackshow.com. Excuse me. I hope that was a good segment. End of 2020, start of 2021. What sort of transition do we see? What sort of winners and losers do we see? Oh, by the way, uh, $600 stimulus has just been added back to the debate on stimulus checks. Again, we're far away from there, but we're getting there. Uh perfect song to take us break at the end of the year, at the end of COVID. Well, not the end of COVID, yeah, but beginning to the end. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.
0: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
1: KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. One part of the market that is really tough in 2020 was the oil energy markets. It was a very good year for Elon Musk and Tesla. It was a very bad year for Chevron and Exxon and the whole oil industry as they had to deal with the airline industry, a big consumer of fuels, to people staying at home and not driving. At a dog park yesterday with 011 uh, my dog. And we were talking. And uh, I was talking to my dog. No, I was talking to a person there. I was like, what do you do for a living that you could be at a dog park at 12? And he goes, I'm a mechanic, and there's no work to be done. (laughs) Anything I have to do, I'm usually done by 10 in the morning. I'm like, oh, we talked about the East Coast. I used to work on my own car, change my own oils. If there was things that I could do, I did. Spark plugs back in the day. Whatever happened to spark plugs? Uh, and people are like, spark plugs, if you're under 35, you don't know what they are. Uh, but we have to, we had to used to do tune-ups. But oil and gas stocks are entering 2021 as they they could be a play. You know, in the first segment, I talked about Planet Fitness versus Peloton. Planet Fitness seems to make more sense as a play on the vaccine working than Peloton, who has a little bit more competition now with Apple+. Plus. But oil and gas stocks, they're not really competing with Elon Musk in the air or getting back to work. They're competing with, does the vaccine work or not? And how long does it take to get that herd thing set in? How long does it take for people to really feel comfortable traveling? So I'm going to talk energy. I'm going to talk about it from the idea of how Wall Street sees how things work. Wall Street is a discount mechanism. Chevron's poised to succeed in 2021 because it took a more conservative steps on its balance sheet, allowing it to make an acquisition this year. COVID has already allowed them to com- the company to do exactly what big oil should be doing during a recession, is making acquisitions. Taking advantage of companies who weren't prepared to go into the micro recession. I, I want to call it a flash recession, man-made, self-induced recession. How do you... Call what happened at the beginning, uh, in the middle of 2021. So Chevron's already doing that. And they picked up a mega play in the Mediterranean as one of the fastest growing demographic regions in the world. And they're there now because they did an acquisition. So it's worthy of note, right? ConocoPhillips, one of the country's largest independent oil producers, they're preparing for $40 oil prices in 2019. They had a business model of an economic slowdown. The companies in the oil industry that, that work with lower expectations are the ones that have the best upside. So typically, companies like Exxon are working with, let's work off a $50 or $60 oil business model. If we can get that, let's go out and drill. If we can get that, let's go out and fix our pipelines. You get the idea, right? At one point in 2020, oil was free. It's still one of those things that we're not going to believe. Pioneer Natural Resources, ticker Civil PXD. They've had one of the most misguided strategies to a company that has a promising investment now by imposing cost discipline. Again, it's the companies that had money, the companies that buckled down, the companies that did acquisitions. But I don't really like energy as a play. I'm talking about it because this time next year, it's how Wall Street works. This time next year, do you think you're going to want to buy Peloton today or Planet Fitness? This time next year, do you think you will want exposure to uh, Las Vegas Sands and, and casinos or do you kind of want to wait and see if the vaccine causes like a pig head to develop on the back of your back? Don't wait too long if you're looking for plays. Again, uh, I was getting my hair cut yesterday, and the person who's cutting my hair, she's a day trader. And she didn't really know the scope of what I do for a living, which is lovely um, because I got to interview her well, and she has no clue what she's doing she's just buying tech companies that have the word cloud in them. Not a bad way to go. <laughs> Not for 2020. The NASDAQ was up 39%. So I said, are you up like 40%? this year? She goes, oh, no, 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 no. And she talked about losses offsetting some of her gains. I'm like, okay, so your trading hasn't really worked. You just bought the NASDAQ and sat on it like a hen lays an egg and you sit on your egg. That's the beauty of Wall Street. It works over time with that business model. So I don't really want to talk about the reopening trade on energy. <clears throat> I'm telling you, it, it's a real thing. And airlines. I, Southwest, I think, is the most conservative airline, all things considered. From a financial perspective, I don't know if you want to say some of their routing technologies. and They got a lot of 737 maxes, just saying. Um, you're looking for companies that have cash right now. Because A, they could take a further hit, a further slowdown, a slower reopening. So, companies that were conservative versus aggressive. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. And again, do yourself a favor. If you're one of those people who goes, I wish I would have bought Peloton and Netflix with a pandemic hit. I'm going to tell you, you almost didn't have time. Um, If you didn't have cash, you didn't have the ability to... I I had cash, so I bought stocks last year. At lows? Not at the all-time lows. You get the idea. Congress is closing in on a $900 billion relief deal as Americans wait. Warren Buffett used a term yesterday that I'll repeat. He said it's an economic war. And it's been shameful seeing the White House have Christmas parties and the Senate with senators showing up. And House of, of Representative people showing up to the Christmas party when you and I are waiting for that next round of stimulus so we can have a party. It's a little bit, you know know what I'm saying? It's in poor taste. It looks like we're going to get a $600 a week stipend for many Americans, no, 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 not $600, like a $600 check, as well as some money being thrown on unemployment benefits, which again, that's probably good news to a lot of people. A bipartisan plan, that has been released by the rank and files on both sides seems like it should be poised to be approved today, Thursday or Friday. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, more. Coming up, to talk to Briefing.com and get an outlook on the markets. I'm Rob Black.
0: Oh, I was on blast but I was already where I was Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
1: KDOW. Welcome back again, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Now, Patrick O'Hare from briefing.com. Seems like we're back into a very familiar place, Mr. O'Hare, waiting for stimulus, getting details leaked out like trial balloons to see what will or will not ring with the consumer. And I guess the voter as well. Um, I guess it's kind of an exciting end of the year moment right now as we're rallying big time. NASDAQ up 39 percent for the year. Whoa. Who would have thought that? Um, What are your thoughts as we kind of wait for that stimulus to maybe broaden out the stock market? I don't know. I guess we're waiting for stimulus on some levels. What <laughs> are your thoughts today, sir? Uh,
2: well, you know, in some respects, Rob, you can say uh, <clears throat> we're not waiting on it. The market's already there. Um, okay. You know, what major else? industries are all at record highs. And uh, and that's happened, uh, you know, obviously with this terrific year-end rally that we've seen. Certainly had the foundation start in March, but since the end of October, it's just been gangbusters. And that's all been predicated on the belief that you're going to, you know, see the vaccine come into play, which we're already starting to see um, and and help restore some sense of normalcy. Uh, And it's also predicated on this notion that you're going to kind of get that extra booster shot, if you will, with some additional fiscal stimulus. And the market's just been running on that. So you're kind of getting some, you know, confirmation. It seems like you're getting confirmation anyway of that uh, theory based on the headlines this morning uh, and a lot of chatter out of congressional leaders that, that does make it sound as if uh, they're uh, certainly intent on getting something done before before the holidays so uh, yeah it's, you know it's kind of an all good all happy feel right now uh, and you know you can even see that in the market's resilience this morning despite what was a really um, really weak and really
1: bad retail sales report for november On the brink of the stimulus deal, a couple weeks left in the year. I've been doing a lot of commentary recently about next year and how maybe with stimulus and a new president, we may have a little bit of a honeymoon period of about six months to play with with Federal Reserve playing along with some stimulus starting to hit with some good news trickling in about covid. Um, what are the, some of the things that are worry you? I, again, there's so much to talk about, like Planet Fitness versus Peloton, playing energy stocks in 2021, the reopening trade versus the stay at home trade. It's, it seems like we got a lot of good stories to play with right now, Mr. O'Hare. And I can't, I'm almost, I don't want to use the word excited. I'm a, there's almost too much to juggle and, and put a, a finger on.
2: Yeah. You know, when we spoke last week rob i had indicated that i'd be updating our our market view and and i've done that i published it to the big picture on on friday and kind of uh, the the theme throughout that piece is just the idea that the, the market's walking a straight line right now um and it's based on uh you know, the idea that you get approved COVID vaccines that uh, they save the day, return a sense of normalcy and then unleash a lot of pent up demand and desires that are going to translate into terrific economic and earnings growth. You know, it's a great it's a great narrative and it's and it's one that frankly, I hope happens. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people do. Um, but, you know, the market's walking a straight line, these they seemingly without any appreciation for the possibility that things could go crooked along the way. And so in, in answer to your question, you know, you, you know, what could cause things to go crooked? Um, two things I can think of right off the top of my head. Uh, one is going to hit right away uh, as we roll into the new year, and it's the the runoff elections in Georgia. Uh, now, I'm not making a forecast about it. I'm just pointing it out as a risk factor because um, there's two seats, you know, uh, that are up for grabs. And if the Democratic challengers win both of those seats, well, then you have an evenly balanced Senate. Uh, but the tie-breaking vote will go to the vice president. of course, is a Democrat. And so immediately the market would then have to reconsider uh, some of the elements of why it rallied at the end of the year past the election, one of which was the idea that you were going to have a split Congress that was going to get in the way or prevent any uh, possibility of a a corporate tax hike uh, or or an increase in the capital gains tax rate uh, for one matter. And so so that will have to get rethought if, in fact, the two Democratic challengers win their, both those elections. Um, the other factor is, in is, you know, our opinion, is, is interest rates, right? Um, everything has been predicated in terms of multiple expansion uh, and high valuations being rationalized on the basis of interest rates remaining very low and uh, the Fed obviously controls the front part of the curve. Uh, It has a means of trying to control the back end of the curve. Uh, But if you start seeing, say, inflation pick up, and you start seeing bond vigilantes uh, begin to wrestle with the Fed in their ability to keep inflation in check, um, you could get some, you know, some unruly action at the long end of the curve that drives up long-term interest rates that then gets in the way of these lofty valuations. Again, it's not so much a a forecast as it is just an assessment of a risk factor that needs to be taken into account at a time when the market doesn't seem to be taking any risk factors into account.
1: Okay. Um, What should we be doing differently at this point in time? Um, To put it... Business as usual? Is it max out the 401k? Do your IRS Mm -hmm. contributions? Is it. Should we. (laughs) I was getting my hair cut yesterday, and the young woman who was cutting my hair is probably 25, maybe a single mother. um, And she was asking me for stock tips, and she was telling me how she's been trading stocks this year. And that was kind of very scary for me because I was like, what stocks do you own? She doesn't know what I do for a living. And she was one of them was Palantir Technologies. And she goes, there's always going to be government security and cybersecurity for governments. And I'm like, that's your analysis? And that was her analysis. And I was like, uh-oh. And I said, are you up 40% this year? And she goes, no. And she didn't give me a number, but it sounded like 10 to 15%. I was going to say 100%. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, she, got, she talked about taking some losses and making some mistakes here and there, but... um, I think it was just very enlightening to me, like the IPO market's too hot. They're like That's an area that's just, it's red hot, and I won't touch it. It, it scares me, even if I have an oven mid on, I'm scared of it. Um, I think that's kind of the, my, my question is, have we become too speculative with re- retail investors and people who cut hair again, and maybe staying at home created this Robinhood trader? I saw Robinhood's come in public next year, it looks like, um, mm-hmm. and the IPOs last week of DoorDash... It scared me because they deliver food. Um, I don't know the driver's name. <laughs> like he's not a star player on the cancer research team. Um, it's it's very it's very. I'm not distraught. I just I see we're setting ourselves up for some areas of massive underperformance, and I think Wall Street will figure out a way to make money off of people. I I think that's the way of saying it. I I feel very 1999 right now. And in 1999, I was feeling good when I should have been feeling take some money off the table. (laughs) Well, I think you do identify a really important risk factor
2: there, Rob, and there's certainly pockets of speculative excess that, you know, that jump out in a lot of respects. And and kind of what, you know, what I recollect, again, back from the late 90s is that there was always a a case to be made for why something is worth what it was worth, right? And when it really wasn't (laughs) worth anything, Um, you know, nowadays you hear people talk about, Companies trading at thirty, forty times, fifty, sixty times revenue, uh, and and they don't even bat an eye, you know, because the whole narrative is supportive of this this idea that well, you know, growth; these are you know secular changes afoot, and you know uh, these companies will grow into that valuation, and interest rates are going to stay low, and and inevitably we're going to see a train wreck in some of those uh, you know those pockets of the market. Um, okay. You know, I think from an investor standpoint though, what you have to appreciate is that at 22 times forward earnings right now, you know, the market's trading at about a 40% premium to 10 year average. Now, one of the key differences is that interest rates are in fact much lower than they have been historically, right? So there is some sub- underlying support there, but nonetheless, uh, with interest rates moving up, I think investors have to appreciate the idea that when you start, when you're at a starting point of a high valuation, return expectations probably need to get dialed back. Uh, in addition, uh, hedging strategies to protect against downside risk should probably be embraced. But with the idea that you do see a return to normalcy in 2021 because you have the vaccines coming in, um, it's probably better uh, – areas to concentrate on in terms of long-term investment opportunities are in the value space right now because there is still some opportunity there. Um, but one needs to be careful, right? Um, it should be an okay year in 2021, um, but, um, but you are starting at a high, high valuation. And so um, you need to kind of take into account some, some risk factors that can come into play that can upset uh, what's looking right now to be a pretty decent forecast.
1: It's been a very interesting year. Is there anything that you want to end on? We've got about a minute left, um, and then we'll talk about if we're going to be doing any more shows this year. But any thoughts that you want to close the segment out with?
2: Yeah. Well, it has been a, a, a truly remarkable year, and, and I think it's you know, yet another reminder that for you know long-term investors with a patient mindset who have the ability to ride out volatility, you know the, the stock market does tend to be, you know, a nice wealth generating machine, and uh, you just have to have a, an iron stomach at times. Um, you know, in the very near term here, probably going to be looking at what comes out of Congress here this week, and we have a Fed meeting today. I imagine that'll form the basis of, of my big picture commentary that I'll be publishing on Friday.
1: Thanks for your help, as always, Patrick O'Hare with Briefing dot com. Sorry if I'm a little discombobulated today, but. I'm just trying to figure out what the, the, the story of the market is right now and um, it's shifting and I do appreciate your help enormously as we go through the shift ultimately together um, and try to figure out what's going to fall next on Wall Street because it's something he and I both love talking money talking investing business plans what's working what's or not I'll tell you what's going to be a big investment in about two years Air Jordan J Balvin Air Jordan ones like It's crazy what's happening, the opportunities during the pandemic. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. You can find Patrick O'Hare at briefing.com, a wonderful source of financial information.
0: We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW.
1: So, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. That wasn't my best hour of radio. Some days are send it off to the Smithsonian for the time vault. Some days are, eh, I could have done better. And I'll think about it and replay it in my head a couple times. 30 million workers without college degrees have the skills to earn 70% more. Our nation has a skills problem. It will be interesting to see the next few years as we reassess colleges. It appears to me the college system is fairly broken. Um, And I'm not saying it shouldn't be for profit. I'm not saying that. Um, But it feels like it's just inefficiently put together hodgepodge some educations appear better than others they all feel very expensive and joe biden's approach of wiping out debt with an executive order if that's what he does it's not going to solve the problem it's going to solve the problem of of the current short term but the long term there's still inflationary costs that are ridiculous When I first went to college, I remember per quarter, it was something like $500 per quarter. It wasn't semesters. It it was three quarters. It was kind of funky. But it didn't add up to $100,000 is what I'm getting at. And now you could easily spend $100,000 on a four-year degree. You can spend a lot more than that as well. And as inflation has been going, that's what it's looking at. Retail sales further declined as COVID and lack of additional fiscal stimulus, as well as lack of job creation. Because job creation, if you remember, stalled in November. We were going the right way. We were going the right way. Then we didn't. The weather got colder. Restaurants that had moved outdoors are panicking. Retail sales declining. It's not good. It's a bad number. Because the data was broad-based. It wasn't... One particular area. Sales at electronics and appliance stores fell 3.5%. Receipts at furniture stores declined 1.1%. Decreases in sporting goods, hobby, musical instruments, bookstores. Food and beverage did okay. Online and mail order retail sales rose at a modest two-tenths of a percent. So it was pretty broad-based. I just throw it out there for you. Um, I'll let you decide how to digested southwest airlines is saying they're cautious on december travel trends again not a vote of confidence i love patrick O'Hare because i was like he said it beautifully he's like i think we're waiting for more stimulus and i think he goes i think the market's already moved they've they, they've you could say that the nasdaq up 39 percent in 2020 is already saying thank you for all the stimulus you've given us this year and in the future pretty genius in my opinion stocks are drifting traders are waiting um the fed's not going to say anything uh, shocking about interest rates but what the fed might say is encouraging housing data or discouraging housing data the hottest housing market of 2020 second homes greenwich connecticut it's a 60 minute drive to new york city and people are saying hey that's far enough away from the big city that I, I need to be. Greenwich, Connecticut is the hottest selling market in the United States. Americans are in desperate need of more square footage. So suburbs have been doing – suburbs are the, the sexy of 2020 and really, Um, gosh, I don't think I've – I'm not putting my words together today. In the housing market, suburbs have been a big phrase that pays. So Greenwich one of the weakest housing markets in the last 5 years now it's one of the strongest. I think that's what I want it to get at in terms of activity and price reductions in the past before the pandemic. So how does that trend play out in 2021? The the company that I see that says the, the not the worst, but Google is saying August 2021, come back to work. So that's the one that's kind of like the most out there. Other companies are waiting and seeing seeing the vaccine situations like that. I saw that Major League Baseball talked yesterday about starting the season a month late. And typically, I think they start in March. So they want to go April. Maybe May would be a good idea to let a little bit more vaccine saturation um, happen. But... <clears throat> That'll be interesting because they're fighting the players and the owners. And it was pretty interesting. with The Players Foundation released a quote yesterday that the owners are complaining of lost money. But the players came back and said, no, it's just lost profit. You didn't lose money. You just lost a bigger chunk. You made less this year than you did last year. Congress is closing in on a $900 billion COVID relief deal as Americans wait aid. It looks like the package should be done this week. And it looks like $600 bonus checks are going to be paid per person to the United, in the United States. About a $900 billion rescue package. Uh, $300 billion of that would be for the Paycheck Protection Program for small businesses. Um, a lot going on. economy's taking a hit in the face of the stimulus running out. One area that's doing incredibly well... Is the resale market. And again, it's, it's how I want to close this hour and, and think about it. A door closes, a window opens, right? In the pandemic, it's been very, very bad for stores like online, uh, foot, foot Locker, for instance. So Foot Locker is focused a lot more on their online presence. The start of the pandemic was awful for companies like McDonald's and Starbucks. But they said, you know, hey, we can, you can order online, you can use our app. It's turned into a market of haves and have-nots, how well connected you are and how many multiple ways you can touch your customer. If you're like Macy's and their website is a big mess of a warehouse kind of set of listings, you're not gonna thrive. The online resale market, very, very hot because we know we want certain brands and we're willing to pay for them. We don't necessarily want to go to the store to get them. You can find me online at robblackshow.com.